0: Hello America and welcome back to another episode of The Hear Me Tell It, The Life and Times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness dealing with all them Karens out there, right shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids I ain't never told my spouse, but whatever the truth be, it will be this to hear me tell it. Now, most folks that know me know that I enlisted in the United States Navy uh, actually when I was in high school my senior year, and the U.S. Navy was good to me. I'm going to say that again. The U.S. Navy was good to me, and I'll do another story on to how I came about enlisting and and, and whatnot. I'll, I'll, I'll do another old story on that. But this story right here, as you can tell by the title, is about wisdom teeth. And I'm going to back up a little bit. And back in 1978 or 1979 in the by God city of Butler, Georgia, one of my dear friends that I grew up and played with for hours, we it was one of them classmates that we grew up when we was little. And every Saturday was spent just doing stuff and watching good cartoons and, and his mama making breakfast and whatnot sometimes. I think that was probably on, on some of them Saturdays, mom and daddy didn't want me at the grocery store. But a good buddy of mine, probably, I don't know, his junior or senior year in high school, his mom and daddy took the, took the liberty of having his, his wisdom teeth cut out. Now, I ain't talking pulled. I'm talking they cut them out. Now, of course, at bright age of sixteen and seventeen and eighteen, don't have a whole lot of knowledge about what wisdom teeth are, and uh, I just knew that uh, after I saw my good buddy, and I'm not going to mention his name, but after I saw my good buddy, uh, after it was over with, I thought, my God, they had taken him, and they said he took him to a dentist, but they took him somewhere, and it just looks sort of like somebody just whooped his ass bad. His face was all puffy; it was swollen. His jaws, his cheeks was fat, like he had about fourteen pounds of uh, acorn stuffed in his face. Hell, his damn eyes was black, and I thought, "Good gracious, alive, man!" So that scared me. That scared me to death. And I can remember from that point on, ever having to go to the dentist, I thought, "Hell, I hope they don't bring up nothing about no wisdom teeth because I don't want no part of it." Well, I avoided it, and then I get in the U.S. Navy. Now, for those who have served in the military. <clears throat> First of all, thank you for your service. But those that have served in our great military, y'all all know what I'm talking about, especially the enlisted. You know, you, you you get thrown together, you form up a company, and I can't speak intelligently about the Marine Corps, the Air Force, or the Army. I was in the Navy. So we, we formed up companies, you know, and you, and you gotta you gotta take in, in, in account that you you got you got a whole bunch of people that ain't never been around each other. They bring all their viruses and colds and flus and whatever else, and crabs. I got That's a whole story about crabs. But they bring all that stuff, and then they take you know hundreds and hundreds of young adults, and they form up a company. And I was in a company called C-210. That was my company number. Got put in company C-210, and my company commanders was named Chief Hooker. And get this, Petty Officer Daniels. That's another story. But the first week in boot camp is really just letting everybody share everybody's diseases and viruses and whatnot. And, and it's called uh, the crud. So everybody had to get the crud going around. Hell, I'd say 60 or 75 percent of the people within the first three days was sick as dogs. Man, I'm talking snotty noses, coughing, hacking, fevers and all this crap. Because you figure they took a whole bunch of folks. And they from from the east coast to the west coast, from Maine to Florida to Washington State to California to Walla Walla, Washington. It, they stowed us all together. I mean, it it don't matter. All races, all re- religions, everybody, all sizes. And you got to go through the week of crud. So the first week in basic training is a lot of admin stuff. You get all your damn shots, and boy, you get get a bunch of shots. And it's all medical and they're doing a you know really a much better job than the recruit because the recruiters just want to get living, breathing bodies that's got a heartbeat. Their job, recruiters is a job to get a body in boot camp. That's it. That's what a recruiter does. So they get this week and they and they're and they're making sure that the folks they got are physically fit, or I should say medically fit, that physical fit stuff comes later, to be able to stay in the service. Well, part of that is everybody's got to go see the dentist. And, and they do it in phases. And I remember this week, uh, there would be fellas go over there to see the dentist and my company. And they would come back, and they didn't look well again. And then the second day, they didn't look well at all. And they reminded me of my feller, my, my good friend back in Butler, Georgia, when he got all that stuff cut out of his face. Man, again, it looked like they were over there, and they just beat the crap out of them with a stick in the face. And I thought, good gosh, they'd wake up, their damn face would be stuck to the pillow. With all that blood and mess and cotton and everybody doing like a, a Godfather Marlon Brando type impersonation, I thought, son of a bitch, boy, I don't. I had the same flashbacks, but I said, boy, I don't want nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with it. Well, lo and behold, my name got called one morning and said, you got to go to the dentist. And I thought, crap. So I go over there and keep it in mind now, I'm just an E nothing in boot camp. Everybody's an E nothing in boot camp. And, and, that the dentist you know looking at my mouth was really one of the few people that you know it's not in a navy uniform he was probably in the navy i don't I, and you know what i don't know if he was in the navy or not but it doesn't matter bottom line is i was in the chair and that old boy was giving me a check out and looking and of course they had taken x-rays and whatnot and he's talking to whoever the other person is the tech the dental hygienist i don't know what to call him in the navy but uh we'll just say it's a dental tech he or she is sitting over there and i don't remember who they were and they're looking at them x-rays. And I hear that old dentist say, yeah, these will be pretty tough. I don't see but three, but we can get them. And I thought, oh, hell, here we go. And I, I don't know. I just got to thank the good Lord. I got to thank the good Lord because I I asked that fella, I said, can I ask you something? He said, sure. I said, when you say get them, what what do you mean? He said, well, they're pretty and, and they're way down in there. They, it'll it'll be a couple of years before they show themselves. But I know I can get them. I said, so you got to cut them out. He goes, oh, yeah, it's going to be pretty extensive. I cut them out, put a lot of stitches in there. And I said, Doc, can I ask you something? He said, sure. I said, can it wait? <laughs> he said, well, sure it can. I said, really? I got a choice? He said, yeah. I said, well, well, hell, sign me up for that program. I'd like to wait. So he just said, okay, made some notations of my record, and I went back to my company. Went back to my company. There's my shipmates. And all them swollen, puffy faces and black eyes and blue cheeks and all that crap, blood all kicked in the corners of the mouth like tobacco spit, and they looked at me and they said, "Whoa, well, you don't, you don't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get your wisdom teeth pulled." I said, "No." They said, "You don't have any?" I said, "Yeah, I got them." But the old doctor said it'd be a couple of years down there. He said, "Well, how how did you get him to not cut them out?" I said, "I just asked him not to." So, so anyway. Man, I had to look at all my shipmates, all them puffy, swollen faces, and they're like, dang, he didn't have to do it. I'm like, I just asked him, could it wait? And it did. So I don't know who to thank. Thank that dentist. Thank my mom and daddy. I don't, I don't know. Thank, I'll just thank God. I'll thank God for giving me the wisdom, because that's where they wisdom teeth. But giving me the wisdom that, uh, you know what? Uh, I didn't have to do it right then. And then I'm going to fast forward it. So now years have passed. I've already been through basic training. I've already been through my first A school and all the other schools. And now I'm an aviation ordnanceman in an F-14 squadron. And uh, one of them wisdom teeth starts to show his head, and it's starting to hurt. It becomes painful. So I go to the dentist, and they look at it, and they check it all out, and he said, "Yeah, and you got a filling over here on the other side." When you to get to it, he said, "Well, we, we got to get this tooth out." And uh, he said, it, it'll be pretty quick and easy because, I, 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 you know, he ain't got to do all that surgery stuff. I said, okay. And then he, he even shared with me. He said, well, I can I can see where you only have three. I said, yeah. I said, a fella in boot camp told me that, Doc. I said, I only have three. He said, well, that's not all that in common. He said, but we're gonna we're going to get that out. I said, okay. <clears throat> so this is probably 1982, maybe late 81, something like that. And I said, we're going to do it today. He said, no. He said, "Uh, I don't have your schedule for that. He goes, but you're going to need to come back tomorrow. I said, okay. So now I want to back up a little bit in preference by saying something. I am by no means bashing or putting down Navy medicine. Uh, They have done a lot of great things for me, but uh, they're unique. Let's just say that. And just like anybody else has been in the military, had to deal with, army or air force or marine docs and surgeons and all that kind of stuff. I got a whole nother story about my surgery at Bethesda Naval hospital and how that went down. And then I had surgery at the Naval hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Millington, Tennessee, which is called in NAS Memphis, but it's Millington, Tennessee. So I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to be a patient in a couple of Navy hospitals and I've had the opportunity to even be a patient at an army, uh, army field hospital. <clears throat> and yes, I'm squirreling, but, uh, I go back to the the Naval Air Station Oceana, Virginia's dental clinic. <clears throat> it was big. Now this is back, you got, you got to keep in mind. This is back in the early 80s. Reagan, President Ronnie Reagan was building a 600-ship navy in Congress be damn. And he did and the Congress was with him. But man, we were we was building our navy and there were there were sailors everywhere. Even when I went to boot camp. My gosh, it was a lot of sailors. And even when I went to A school, there were so many daggum students in the what they call the student pipeline just to get in a class. There was hundreds, if not thousands, of sailors and Marines in Millington, Tennessee, who were just in line to get into a class. And you know what they say about sailors and Marines, idle minds, uh, you know, are not good. So we, we tend to get in trouble if we, we ain't given focus. <clears throat> All right, so back to the dental clinic at NAS Oceana. So I go to get my wisdom tooth pulled. I'll say pull because old boy said he didn't have to do a lot of cutting out. And I'm in a chair. And you know, he mentioned, he mentioned the day before that I had a, a filler or a, or a cavity or something on the other side and needed to be taken care of too. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I get in the chair and we he got the, you know, the extra, the old-fashioned x-rays, a little, the, I don't know what you call them plastic whatever you know i got the old-fashioned x-rays and he's got them stuck up there in that little clip on the lamp and he's just studying on it and he gets my mouth and he you know gets ready to and he gives me several shots and you know they how they shake your gum and they shoot, you know the first two for three shots hurt after that you don't feel them and then he says i'm gonna let that numb up i'll be back i said okay so he leaves i lay there and i was back before we had cell phones so you just stared at the ceiling and i'm laying there and I don't know. A couple of minutes goes by, no old dentist and that, that feller come back in and said, we're ready. I said, yeah. And he pulls all the tray and the utensils and he grabs the, uh, he grabs that thing that I can tell it's one of them, uh, offset set of pliers to go and pull a tooth with. <clears throat> he grabs them and comes at me and I put my hand up. I said, Doc, can we stop a minute? He said, sure. And I said, uh, are, are you going over here on the left side? He said, yeah. I said, well, Doc, that ain't where the tooth is. <laughs> I kid you not, y'all. That Doc reached over there and grabbed that damn x-ray and flipped it 180 degrees and stuck it back in that clip. He said, Damn, you're right. I thought, son of a gun. So he's done, he's done dead in the, the dang wrong side, the wrong, you know, all that stuff. It was on the matter of fact, it was he, the bottom wrong side. Let's just say that. And I thought, dang, man, this can't be happening. So he turned around and says, Well, Glad you caught that. And he grabs a shot. He goes dead on the other side. Now, he's dead, and I think he was embarrassed a little bit. So he goes to dead, and I'm talking about, he man, he'd give me a whole damn shitload of shots. And he's pumping, 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 and he pats me on the damn shoulder and says, I'll let that sit, and I'll be back. And he leaves. So they, they leave, and I'm laying there in that chair, laying back. And now both lower sides of, of, of the innards of my mouth are slowly becoming real numb. And I noticed something. My dadgum tongue was starting to slide back in my mouth, and I couldn't stop it. And I started gagging. So I flip up out of the chair, and I'm leaning over. I got my head down between the legs, and I'm grabbing my tongue with my hand. Of course, it's wet. And and I just look up, and I see one of them towel dispenser things there. I reach over, and I grab me a handful of towels, and I, have, and I grab my tongue. And I'm holding my tongue because I can't stop it from going back. And about that time, the damn dentist walks in, and he said, what are you doing? And I couldn't straighten up, and I'm holding, so I I let go, and I said, I'm swallowing my tongue. He said, what? Swallowing your tongue? I said, yeah, doc. I said, I'm swallowing my damn tongue. He he mumbled something, and actually laughed, but he mumbled something and laughed. He said, well, here, help. We'll fix that. And he grabbed my tongue with some fresh paper towels. Of course, he would got gloves on, and he gets me back in the chair. And I kid y'all not, and I don't know the proper name for these damn things, but my whole lower, front, whole, whole entire lower face is, is just numb. He takes one of them them black clips, which, you you know, you, you'll clip a bunch of papers together, and they're, they're pretty damn strong. And he clipped my tongue to my lower lip, and that's how he held it there. And let me tell you, he he got done with business, but when he was over with and he removed that damn clip, I had this huge purple blister. On the bottom of my damn lower lip, that it, it, just like a half moon into the upper part of my chin was this big purple bruise and the and the tip of my tongue was all purple and swollen and it was actually, it was even cut. And uh, anyway, so that was wisdom tooth number one of three and then I've got the other two pulled out years later, a couple of years later, probably within the next 18 months, the other two left and they, they was extracted with no problem. But I kid you on not, that's that's the story of, of wisdom teeth in, in the U.S. Navy. I was able to talk my way out of it, of getting them all cut out at boot camp. And then the first one that got taken was NAS Oceana, and then I had to go through that, and old boy was just to go to work on the other side. I mean, I, I have no doubt that once he got back there in the mouth and got them offset pliers, he would have thought, he was like, well, damn, I'm on the wrong side. He would have noticed it. But anyway, it is what it is. So, there's other stories about the U.S. Navy. I want to try to keep this one less than 20 minutes, and I will. Um, I want to say uh, I want to say thank y'all for for listening to the podcast, and those who are going to to uh, I uh, or going to the app podcast. But you can, you know you can listen to these things on Google Google Cast, and I think Podcasts, Spotify. But I do ask y'all first of all. I back up. I want to thank y'all again. Thank you for taking the, the few minutes out of your day to listen to some of this stuff. And uh, it is an opportunity for me to make a record of it. But I ask that you please subscribe and that you share it with folks. That's that's important. It's important to me. But, uh, yeah, please please subscribe and share it with folks if you think they're funny and whatnot. Of course, you can always give me feedback. But I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. I was telling my wife the other day, I said, I got I to think of what my next episode is going to be. And she said, well, won't, won't you tell that story about that feller that was going to pull the wrong tooth? So, anyway. So that's the story. It is, it is what it is. I got a couple other dental stories. I've got, uh, I've got everything from hemorrhoids to mappendectomy to uh, uh, a dentist saving me from uh, losing all my front teeth and, um, and even um, getting into a fight and, and got punched in the face. And 20 some odd years later, almost 25 years later, I'm, I'm getting a, a dental exam to retire out of the Navy. And the guy goes, hey, man, you got a problem. And it was from that same place in the front of my mouth getting punched in the mouth. He said, "We gotta, we gotta do another root canal on top of some root canals to fix some bad root canals that was done over 25 years ago or 23 years ago." And I thought, "Well, damn." And then even that to get out of the navy and still still have problems with it. But anyway, that it is what it is. That's all I'm going to say. And I ain't gonna mention that fellow's name because he probably don't want me telling him about his mom and daddy cutting his wisdom teeth out. I don't know. I don't know all the gist of it, but. You know that it impacted me. Matter of fact, seeing that feller, seeing my good friend, that had his wisdom teeth all cut out, impacted me the same way I was impacted or affected. Because I remember, and I'll say this other feller's name because he he uh, he was he was in the hospital and he kind of he had a growth spurt. He grew faster than the rest of us. My good friend Charles Gwinnett, and Charles was bigger than the rest of us. When he and Charles and I played tennis together, we played doubles in high school on the tennis team. But Charles had an ingrown toenail, now, and just like wisdom teeth. At, at a young age of, you know, 16 or whatever, hell, I didn't know what an ingrown toenail was. But I know Charles was in the hospital in Butler, Georgia, at Dr. Clifford's Hospital, at the Butler Hospital. And Mama said, you need to go see Charles. And uh, I think she gave me something to give him. I don't know what, the, I don't know what it was. And I you can bet it wasn't no flyers. So I go see Charles, and, uh, and he showed me. I think his mama was there too, but they showed me his toe. And I thought, Oh my gosh, you know, what, what have you done at this age to make your damn toes? Two of them look like that. And he had the, what, he had the damn toenail like a freaking souvenir sitting on a little gauze pad like that right there is what they cut out. I'm like, well, hell it looks like a damn toenail, but he still had a toenail. The toe was all big blue. And I thought, son of a gun, man. And Dr. Clifford walked in the room and, anybody's ever been to dr clifford that scared me to death because every time you went to dr clifford i don't care if you was sick you got a shot and he walked in the room y'all and y'all remember dr clifford he go hello buddy and it scared me so charles ganed's toenail operation getting his ingrown toenails cut out scared me to death and i just remember thinking i will never get an ingrown toenail and i haven't i'm i'm 60 years old i ain't never had an ingrown toenail and uh Anyway, I just I make sure I don't because I studied up on it after that, and I figured out I gotta, you got to make sure you don't have any wrong toenails. It starts with, first of all, wearing shoes that fit. So anyway. All right, that's it. I said I was going to keep it under 20 minutes, I did. This was a story about wisdom teeth. And the wise thing is, is pull no wisdom tooth till it's time. Cutting is for, uh, it, it ain't for sissies, but it ain't for bullies either. So thank you all. You all have a blessed day. Remember this, God is good. He loves us. America's great. And as my great friend, my great American friend from Easley, South Carolina, Mike Coker, he would tell y'all just like he tells me, bicycle.